This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. I'm Shane Hewitt. You know me as Zach here at 205. And um, the conversation I had with my son when we talked about our summer. So we went to uh, Windermere for a bunch of days. My buddy Chad's place in the sunshine. It's beautiful. We've always liked camping. And so... He said to me, he said, well, what about next summer? Why don't we get rid of the house? Next summer, because we live in a townhouse. He said, why don't we just get rid of the house, let someone else rent it, and we'll go spend the whole summer on the road. Now, his idea includes a motorhome that's probably about $300,000, worth more than the townhouse, I reckon. But that being said, I was... Curious as to the thought, what would my life look like if I planned for next year that as of the May long weekend before school gets out with the kids, we could be ready through June, spend all of July and August and come back to school and hockey camps in the fall after doing nothing but cruising anywhere we want to go. On Instagram, I follow different, you know, all kinds of different things I like, lots of Hawaii stuff, lots of airplane stuff. I also follow some van life people and their ability to cruise around. A new article has come out of um, of Brock University from Stephanie Murray. Welcome to the show, Steph. Yeah. I, um, van life is a thing. We're starting to see more and more rentals around it. We're starting to see more and more... Uh, more and more renovations about how to do it and companies that will renovate your van so you can cruise around and live in it. Stephanie, because you did this uh, bunch of research on it, can you explain for those who don't know van life what it is? Absolutely. Uh, van life is sort of, um, it's kind of a community in a sense. It's a bunch of people who uh, purchase a vehicle, whether it be a van, maybe a school bus, and basically take out the interior and insulate it and turn it into a living space. One of the guys I follow, he has a Volkswagen. Vanigans are very popular for this. Because yeah. in a lot of cases, you get the pop-up with the bed on top, which helps. Yeah, and a lot less conversion involved in that one. <laughs> yeah. But he, uh, he has a small little sort of pot belly kettle stove. It's not mm-hmm. even, I would bet you it's not even a foot wide, and it's all insulated, so the whole van doesn't burn down in the corner. And so when he goes out, I think he's in Oregon. So when he goes out, he literally has this, you know, he takes his tiny little pieces of campfire. He's able to stoke a fire quickly. He just can park anywhere, stoke his little fire, and he's warm. So what yeah. what what are we seeing the appeal of all of this? Well, the van lifers that I spoke to, a lot of the appeal of it was that they could pick up and go anytime that they wanted to. So if a place, if they got tired of a place, they could just hit the road again. Um, for those who worked a mobile job uh, and were working from the van, like in IT and stuff like that, or the ones that just worked seasonally at the Amazon work camps or the um, 
like picking berries or, or other types of like the sugar beet harvest, um, for them, uh, a lot of the appeal was just that, you know, they could work for a little bit, go back on the road, or they could work from their van while they're traveling and seeing the country that they live in. It sounds pretty romantic. It sounds like a great idea. I was curious about would somebody sort of run out of places to go? I guess Canada is a pretty big place. Um, <laughs> and then, But then one of the um, Live, Work, Wander is one of the ones that I follow, and I tried to reach out to them to see if we could have a conversation today too. They have now graduated out of North America, and they're over in Europe. They ship their truck over, uh, and now they're traveling around Europe doing the same thing. Do we see this graduate onto a bigger scale? Um, I do know a couple of van lifers who have shipped their van overseas um, to to do that. Yeah, and I was thinking of, of maybe doing that at some point myself. I'll have to get a different van to do that, though, because I really don't like the idea of driving a 22-foot vehicle around the UK. <laughs> right. That's, yeah, that would be big over there because there's an awful lot of small cars, too. Exactly, yeah, especially when you get into the northern areas. So is van life really that great? Because How long did you do it for? Or do you still do it, I guess, eh? I still do it, yeah. Yeah. And so um, is it as is it romantic and great photos for Instagram, or is it grossly inconvenient? Because part of me says that I think this might be a really great chance to take pictures. I'm not quite sure it's a great chance to live. Well, it, it, first of all, it depends on the type of person that you are. If you're somebody that has to have, you know, amenities nearby and, and can't really go without you know, I must have a shower every day, I must, you know, have access to internet every day, then obviously, you know, then it's not going to really work for you. But if you're the kind of person who is perfectly comfortable, you know, with a little bit of discomfort, then it's, it's not so bad. And there is a lot of romanticism around it. And that's part of it. Yes. Like for all the photos that you see on Instagram, those are, those are places that van lifers have been. And uh, but at the same time, there are certain things that you do have to deal with as part of that. Like, I think that one of the biggest ones is that people who don't live the lifestyle um, don't always see us how we see ourselves. Uh, As an example, sort of policymakers sometimes refer to people like us as vehicle vagrants. And the policies that get put into place as a result of views like that can really um, put a damper on things um, and have an impact on on people like us. But the thing is, is that we're really not vehicle vagrants. We're not criminals, you know. Um, We're just people that have decided that having a house or an apartment isn't necessarily, you know, it isn't really a necessary component of finding happiness for us. So can I just ask some quick questions, just some curiosity things? Okay, so do you actually have a home? Uh, Yeah, I have my van. (laughs) So everything you have lives in the van? Well, right now I've got uh, a bunch of stuff in in storage at my mom's place. So I've been going through that this summer. Yeah, Yeah, and so that way at least you have a foundation in case you change. I mean, that's the power of choice, I suppose. You can just be like, "Mm, I'm done now. You're kind of like Forrest Gump. Like he was running, and then he was like, I think I'm done running. So that's the glory of living in a van. Yeah, I mean, if I do decide that that it's not something like if I want to settle temporarily, like my partner has just uh, decided after traveling the world for a few years that he's going to be settling, uh, and he's out in Winnipeg right now. So, uh, well, yeah, so that I was my next question. Do you travel with somebody? Uh, yeah, my partner and I road tripped um, from uh, basically Toronto all the, or actually Ottawa all the way up to Whitehorse in the Yukon last summer. So and. 
Okay, so is your partner like pulling the pin because like that's enough of you, or is it just enough of living in a van? Like, how does that work out in the relationship? Um. Well, he's not really. He's a nomad. He's not really a, a van nomad per se. Basically, once the summer was over, I dropped him at the airport in Whitehorse, and he uh, he flew out to South Korea to teach English for four months, and then he was off to Africa and Egypt and Jordan and all over the place. So. Oh, so by nature, he's like just the kind of person that's just going to go places. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. We're we're both like that. So really? we kind of have that understanding. How how free is it? Like when you because you went to uh, Brock, yeah. And so, okay, so Brock, it's just outside St. Catharines. It's, uh, you know, outside Toronto. I mean, the center of the universe. It's a beautiful place. I lived in St. Catharines, and, and it's, a, it's a beautiful place to be. But it is kind of just about the city, but not quite the city. So when you let go, because minimalists often speak of this, there's a freedom that comes with letting go. Did you feel that freedom? How amazing was it? Oh yeah, I've uh, yeah. This summer, I've I've whittled down a lot of my possessions, and I've and I've donated probably about eleven boxes of stuff and shredded a whole lot of paper. But and, and it is liberating in a sense because I have less belongings to be aware of, to store, to pack, to move, to worry about. Um, so yeah, that is. And my participants said that as well. The people that I interviewed, they were talking about you know being liberated from things like consumerism and the narratives around that. Are you happy? Absolutely. Are you happier? Absolutely. Yeah, because at night when I am lying uh, in my bed uh, and looking at my van around me, this home that I've built with my own two hands and with the help of some of my friends, I just look at it and I just I can't help but feel happy because I have this home that you know, I don't have a mortgage for and nobody can really take it away from me. It's it's just, and it's something I've built myself, so I'm very proud of it. So does it have a toilet? Yep, yep. I've got a toilet, I've got a cooler, which I'll be upgrading to a fridge hopefully soon. I just got my wood stove yesterday. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so you so actually have a little wood stove. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it just came in. And so I, I sort of imagine that I'm going to say people like you, that's probably, I don't mean it in a judgy way. I just mean it that of people course. that live this world, um, yep. I, I kind of imagine you wading into a river to have a shower. Like, how do you do that? Yeah, we do that sometimes. Really? Oh, see? <laughs> I actually did have a shower in the van. So like not this, basically it's kind of a water heater with a shower head on it. So one of those sort just, of bag water heater thingies? Is it one of those? Uh, that's what I used to have. And okay. then I upgraded to the EcoTemp, the EcoTemp shower. Um, no more so slumming it, hey? Yeah, basically, yeah. But the thing is, is that when you're on the road, you bump into people um, and people are so kind. And it was just like the number of times I used it, I kind of wish I bought the fridge first because we would bump into people and they'd be like, oh, come on in. And if, do you need a shower? Just the shower's right there if you need it. And here's, oh, do you need to do laundry? Here's the one. Like, yeah, like one of the people we met in, in up in Whitehorse in the Yukon. You know, she didn't know my partner and I from Adam, but she said, oh, yeah, just come on over. And we were in her house and, and it turned out she's actually um, she works for the uh, the NDP in the Yukon. Wow. She was a politician. And, and it was just like, oh, here's the shower. Here's the washing machine. And it was just like, yeah, you, you bump into so many people who are just absolutely so kind. So the number of times that you really are going for that long of a stretch, you know, yeah, it's not really that big a deal, I've found. When you, the distractions of living a life here, for example, in, in my home, there is a television, there is a radio, there is the internet, uh, there's mm -hmm. books, there's alcohol. 
Um, mm-hmm. There are all kinds of distractions in and around my life all day, every day. There are things where I can sit if any day that I don't want to sit with myself. Mm-hmm. And presence is so important, I think, to happiness is being able to just be mm-hmm. here right now, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. do you find that living there has that changed for you with not caring about the phone, not caring about the distractions, or has it been really hard for you to just sit with yourself? I think that as a person who, you know, does have trouble sometimes um, kind of making time for myself and, and being present, the times when I'm on the road, like I've driven across this continent um, probably three times in the last three years, and the times when I'm on the road are the times when I do sit with myself most often, and I reflect on the life that I've lived and, and on those deep sort of philosophical things, usually when I'm behind the wheel and I'm on the road um, driving through scenic areas on the back roads, that's when I do get to thinking and stuff like that. Is there anybody that you, like a close person that you haven't seen since you've hit the road that might not recognize you? <laughs> that's, a, oh, that's a really good question. I'm not sure. If you run into that, will you let me know? Was that? Well, if you run into that, that person who says, wow, you just look different, you feel different, you you maybe don't smell different, I don't know, like, um, <laughs> I don't know, like, what, what, if you run into that, will you let me know? Uh, sure. I'd be curious what the contrast is, sort of, before and after of, of Stephanie pre-van and Stephanie post-van. <laughs> well, I was, uh, I was traveling, because I did study abroad in, in South Korea, so, um, I was traveling a bit before I took to the van life. Um, so, but as for, I actually did post on my Instagram page, uh, the other day about, I took a photo of my van outside my childhood home and I did this post where I was saying, you know, if I was, when I was six, I was sitting on the end of this driveway thinking about what it would be like to be a grown up and what that would look like. And I think if somebody told six year old me that, yeah, in 30 years, you'll have driven across your entire country, you know, you'll see in a whole bunch of provinces and states and you'll have friends all over the place. I'm not sure if I would have believed it. <laughs> Do you, have you completed your master's? Yes. the uh, I defended my thesis in June, and uh, it's now online on Google Scholar. So, and you are, because you did originally lose a job. What was your old career? Uh, yeah, the, uh, the article talks about in my early 20s, I was dispatching ambulance. And, um, and yeah, I just lost that job and, and was on, um, I'd exhausted my EI while I was looking for work. And um had to go on welfare and I just had this day where you know the welfare office had basically said okay this is how much you get and I was like that isn't even enough I have a tiny apartment and that won't even cover the rent on that and they said well that's just too bad and I was walking home and just looked out at the train tracks and just got this weird impulse of what happened what would happen if I just hopped a train and rode it to where it was going and of course I was like oh that's crazy and I and I didn't listen to it but later on in life when the road called to me I answered and I think I've been a lot a lot happier since then answering that call. Oh, and coming from a job dispatching ambulance, that can't be an easy job either. Holy. Uh, no, it's very demanding. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, thank you for the time. What's your Instagram account for anybody who wants to follow it, Stephanie? Maple Van Girl. Maple Van Girl is writing that down. Um, thanks yeah. so much for the time. I appreciate the story. I think there's an awful lot of people that maybe it's not a van, uh, but now we can see that there's more to it and, and maybe the minimalist part is where some people start. So let's hope we found some inspiration today. Thank you. Thanks very much. Stephanie Murray, uh, cruising around, uh, living the van life and her master's thesis about all of it, being a nomad. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.